everybody. Here we go! Off to Neverland! Welcome to Detour to Neverland! Just a little bit of pixie dust. Where we interview Disneyers to discover unique ways to express your love for Disney. Think of the happiest thing. Now here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. With us today is our first of this type of episode. So we've always been posting two times a week, been posting, of course, as you guys know, on Mondays and Thursdays, and that's been our interviews. And if you follow me on Instagram, I said that we've been, we have so many interviews lined up and I wanted to always dive into trip reports. So this will be our very first trip report. And anytime we have one of these episodes, we'll be dropping those on Tuesday. So hopefully most weeks we'll be dropping three times a week now. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that. Give us any feedback in the iTunes reviews, leave us any comments or reach out to me directly. So without further ado, our very first trip report and our very first reoccurring guest is Ashley from Disney Trick. So Ashley, first of all, what does it feel like to be the first Detour to Neverland reoccurring guest? Woo! It is so fun. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to talk about my Disneyland California trip. Perfect. So I know that when we chatted last time, Disneyland was kind of a a major topic for you because you were getting ready to go on your trip and then it's still on the top of my mind. And judging from your Instagram, it seems like you're still dreaming of of California. Yes. I feel like I feel like once a week I post a throwback picture if you call it that. It was like two weeks ago, but it was so much fun. Well, I enjoyed following along on the trip and I've also enjoyed all the great tips and tricks that you've been able to bring back, especially so I can use them for my upcoming trip. But it's still <laughs> just so awesome to see all that Disneyland content because it is just so different from Walt Disney World. Yes, it is so different from Walt Disney World. Everything from the rides all the way up into the community, too. I met so many people from the Disneyland Instagram community while I was out there. Within the first five minutes, somebody was like, Disney tricks. And I was dying because that never happens at Walt Disney World. Like nobody's ever found me at Walt Disney World. I've like met people and they, you know, are like, oh, cool. We'll follow whatever. But like this was the first time I went to a park and saw multiple people that I follow on Instagram and who follow me back. And so it was really neat. Yeah, that does. Uh, yeah, you're kind of a Cal- California celebrity, I guess. Not at all. No, <laughs> not at all. But it was so cool. It was just cool because everyone has the same interests. So to see people who I've seen pictures of and who've seen me, we just get to meet in person and talk like normal people. But that's just how you meet now. It's <laughs> really interesting. Good deal. So I think what is probably just going to be the best format because I want to dive into everything would just be if we can just take it day by day. Um, And so we'll talk about kind of the different rides and attractions that you got to experience. Um, And for those who don't know, you kind of visited at a very unique time for Disneyland because you got the very tail end of A Bug's Land and then the beginning of the fall and Halloween decorations going up. So kind of, first of all, how did you pick that time period? Did you plan that to go during that specific time period? Yeah, so in August, well, really back in about July, we heard that A Bug's Land was closing, and that was my mom's favorite, I mean, A Bug's Life is my mom's favorite movie, 
And we'd never been to Disneyland, California together ever. We've gone to Walt Disney World since I was a kid. So it was a really big deal. And her and I have never really gone on a trip where you fly together. It was just really different and really special for the two of us. We've always driven. We've always traveled together. But it was mostly to like the East Coast uh, or somewhere in Florida. And it was really fun. But this was a whole new thing for us. A whole week together as, you know, adults, basically, (laughs) and we were flying across the country. So it was really neat. Um, But back in July, we heard that a Bugs Land was closing. And she was really upset. So I was like, you know what, we've got to see it before it closes. And so I looked and I found a really good rate for flights that week. And we were actually going to go that Thursday through Sunday instead of the entire week. But uh, we found out that A Bug's Land was going to be closing on Tuesday. So we would have just missed the whole reason why we were going. So we had to change the trip. We called Delta, switched the flights, and flew in that Monday. And we flew in. We left Orlando, I think it was at like 3.30 in the morning. And we flew direct. And it got us there. It was close to 9 or 10 a.m., California time and then we went straight to our hotel and straight to uh, California Adventure so we could see a bug's land and it was so great <laughs> so I know so with only having three on-property hotels in Disneyland um, sometimes it's a lot more common I think than at Disney World to stay off property did you guys stay at a Disneyland resort hotel or off property yeah so when we went to Disneyland Paris we stayed on property And normally when we go to Walt Disney World, we stay at a resort on property just because the Orlando rates are so ridiculous. But we actually had, um, for the whole week, it was $110 a night to stay at the Holiday Inn that was within walking distance. So we stayed at the Holiday Inn for one ten a night for the entire week, and it was incredible. It was cheaper than, like, that whole week would have equaled one night at the hotel we wanted to stay at on property. So it was kind of crazy, but um, it was really neat. So I'm glad we stayed off property. It wasn't that big of a deal uh, in California, as you said, because really all the off property, if you want to, you know, call them that, are within a five-minute walk of the Disney area. So I thought that you had to walk through downtown Disney to get to the parks. But if you stayed at one of the off properties, you actually just had to cross the street and then you were right there and you went through security like baggage. And on your left was Disney's California Adventure and the right was Disneyland. So it was really neat. It was really different. Yeah, I do feel like that's a unique setup where there are all the off, I guess, quote unquote, off property hotels are right there. You don't have to worry about buses or anything like that that you do in Walt Disney World. So that's, I think there, I think you're right that the advantages to staying off property uh, or to staying on property are not as apparent in Disney. Yeah, they're really not. And also like, obviously this is the biggest tip anybody gave me and I'll give it out too is Just get the max pass. It's $10 a day extra per ticket. And you also get, um, well, we got a free hour, an extra morning hour for getting it. So I'm not too sure if that's on everybody. If you get the max pass, you get that extra morning hour. But it was only certain days, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, you could go into California Adventure. And then 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you could go into Disneyland early. So it was really specific days. Um, it did encompass the weekends. I don't know if the days change or not, but I would definitely suggest getting the Max Pass because not only do you get all of your photos from the professional photographers, you also get to make fast passes. And it's funny because it's kind of similar to how Walt Disney World used to do it, except it's also online. So it's a mix. You get to make fast passes during the day that you're there, but you have to be inside of one of the parks. So if you're inside Disneyland, you could still make fast passes for California Adventure or Disneyland Park, but you just have to be inside one of the parks. So it was was just really a different system. Uh, the first day, it took some getting used to, but after that, like the whole rest of the week, we were using fast passes left and right. It was a ten dollars well spent. <laughs> yeah, and for our trip, we decided that we're gonna that it's worth the ten dollars a day as well. And I think yeah. what what I like about it, and it kind it's kind of a throwback to the old Walt Disney World fast pass system, is that as soon as everybody walks through the gates, everybody's on an equal playing field. It doesn't matter. Yeah who booked their hotel, you know, within the 60 mm-hmm. days. So mm-hmm. I, I'm happy about that, that it's not going to be like getting a flight of passage one. In yeah, the- exactly. No, I completely agree. And it was awesome because we thought we needed to get there right at rope drop to get a Haunted Mansion holiday fast pass. We ended up getting four of them yeah. like throughout a two day period. So Honestly, even the harder to ride ones are open pretty much all day. Like even until noon, you could have still gotten a Haunted Mansion Holiday Fast Pass. And that was right whenever it opened, like right whenever they started having Haunted Mansion Holiday for this season. So that was pretty neat. We we both were ready to go at like 8 a.m. running into the <laughs> park. Like we got to get this Haunted Mansion Holiday Fast Pass. And then we kept looking and like still by noon, we could have gone in later and slept in, (laughs) but it was so fun. We were so excited the whole time. It was like two kids in a candy store. Everything was gorgeous. I mean, it it was just, it's really different, but also really similar to Walt Disney World. So it kind of throws you for a loop because Disneyland Paris was pretty different from Walt Disney World. It was a lot more similar to Disneyland California now being there, but um. But yeah, I mean, I think Disneyland California has a lot of positives in it that would be cool to see adapted at Walt Disney World and vice versa. So it's pretty neat. Perfect. So if we jump through these day by day, maybe if you could just tell us kind of oh, yeah. your strategy for each day, uh, maybe like the places you ate, any notable snacks or anything like that. So I, I know you mentioned, was it the first day after you got off the plane, you went into California Adventure that day? Yes. Okay. So I'll give like a quick overview too. So we chose that week. It was Labor Day was that week. So Monday was Labor Day. And then the rest of the week was um, just changing for all of Disneyland, California. So it was going from Pixar Fest and the closing of A Bug's Land all the way through to like kind of normal Disneyland into Halloween decorations. So we got to see some of the phasing. Um, They did close Haunted Mansion Holiday for I think it was like Tuesday and Wednesday that we were there and then it reopened that Thursday so it was neat to see Haunted Mansion on Monday when it was normal and then Haunted Mansion holiday on Thursday and just things like that but our first day we flew in and we actually Ubered from the airport to the hotel and it was pretty cheap um 
I think it was like $40 one way for my mom and I both to go. And we just split a lot of it. So that's like 20 bucks. It was similar to some of the prices of the buses. I personally didn't see a Disney's Magical Express like they have in Paris and Walt Disney World, but maybe I just couldn't figure it out. Um, But I did Uber and it was great. And then we checked into the hotel. Our room was ready at 10 a.m. at Holiday and it was crazy. So we ran upstairs, put all of our stuff down, and we were already wearing matching PT Fleas Circus shirts. (laughs) Because we were ready to go. So we wore these in the airport at three in the morning from Orlando to California, LAX. And it was hilarious, the stairs we got. But it was early. So, you know, we just laughed it off. But um, <laughs> but we went and uh, the first thing we did, check in, drop our stuff off, get ready to go. Um, we ran a, a bug's land, basically. And we had to figure out where we were going. We asked our Uber driver how to walk to the parks and they showed us and The park was pretty empty that first day that we went, which was great. We got little antlers and all this fun stuff with their antennas. Sorry, we got little antennas and all this fun stuff for a bug's land. And within five minutes of being in the park, Flick walks by. And so obviously it's not like Walt Disney World where you stand in line, you get your picture and it's over this like Flick was walking around doing a parade and games with everybody. And my mom even joined in on some of the games. They played like Simon Says and it was hilarious. I have so many videos of us just running around trying some of the snacks from Pixar Fest and trying to take photos and really take in all of A Bug's Land before it closed. And we were so sad by the end of it because we went on a Heimlich's choo-choo train first and it was amazing. It was so cute. And right when I was on it, Nat's Disney Adventure spotted me. She was on the ride behind us. And so I was trying to take a picture of Heimlich. And I have this hysterical photo of her pointing at me like, oh, my God. And so when we got off, we, like, talked and hung out. And we took some pictures. And she was telling us all the good foods and what to do at Disneyland and California Adventures. It was really neat. But basically, then we went on... All of the Bugs Land rides, which was a total blast. I'm so sad it's gone. But uh, we did have to go get a Heimlich from Pixar Pier. So that was really hard because you have to throw this tiny bean bag. Well, it's, I, I don't know. It's pretty big. It's a bean bag into the mouth of Heimlich. And so all these guys went up and we're trying to do, and it's just me and my mom. And I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, how are we going to win this Heimlich? This is so cute. And so we spent like $40 trying to win Heimlich. <laughs> and it was a blast. So I finally win it. And <laughs> I was just dying. So we went all around, um, pics- you know, Bugs Land again. We were taking pictures with Heimlich and We wanted to have a character like meet and greet with Flick. So he finally stood to the side and there was a little line and we went up to him and I told him that my mom and I flew all the way from Florida to see him and he tried to propose to my mom and it was hilarious. (laughs) And it's just the cutest, you know, things like that that we'll always remember. And she even was like, I don't want to go back to a bug's land before it closes because that was the perfect day. And it was just so sweet. And 
So from that, we continued to run all around California Adventure because it was the last day of Pixar Fest. So everybody who's been posting food, I had to try it all. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Mom, we got to do this. This is like a food scavenger hunt. And so we tried the color-changing noodles first, and they were horrible. (laughs) They were like freezing cold which I should have known. It was a noodle salad. But they were supposed to change from a light blue to a purple. And they were so bad. <laughs> and we were both like, we were both like, oh man, we get our, you know, pass holder discount at Walt Disney World. We're going to spend so much money on food and just things out here. Like, it's so different. But it was really fun. And then we tried the whoopie pie, which was delicious. It was like this little ice cream cookie cake thing with, uh, birthday cake ice cream in the middle it was amazing and you know we just had to try all the food <laughs> that's something that kind of stands out to disneyland for me is that they have so many more like exclusive food items or short-term food yeah. items than yeah. than disney world does so pixar fest kind of its transition from it being the last day of it to the next day what were kind of the major differences of things they took away or, or changes that they made Definitely. So a lot, it's kind of like transitioning from food and wine festival to it not being there anymore. So they have all the special signs up at all the restaurants that say Pixar Fest and it's their exclusive snacks. And they also have these little guides that say Pixar Fest and tell you where all these snacks are and what you can try. So we went and we tried like the temperamental taste shifting corn dog and like just the crazy foods that were really Pixar Fest exclusive. So the next day when we went back, I wanted to see if they still had anything. And they had some of the straws and like a little bit of the merchandise. But most of the food signs and all of that were taken down. Um, They did integrate certain things. Like I know the Num Num cookie, I had read that it was supposed to be only Pixar Fest and that's there now permanently. And they have a little stand that is only Num Nums and they have different types of cookies you can get. And it's pretty cool. Those are delicious. You have to have one of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I actually got my cookie Num Num right after riding the Incredicoaster for the first time. And then we found a photo pass guy like right next to it. And I had to have him take magic shots of me and he put in Jack Jack and all this stuff. It was so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And also on that note, the photo pass people are incredible. They are allowed to walk around. You can ask them to come with you to a certain spot and take pictures as long as they don't have a line. But it was amazing. I walked by this fountain and this uh, photo pass guy was like, oh, would you like a picture? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And we got the coolest magic shots. He was getting really creative. He was basically, I don't know if you've seen all those memes of like, the Instagram boyfriend, but he was like on the floor taking cool pictures of me. And this one lady took one, I posted it too. And I was in a teacup and it was of my eyes and it just looked so cool. And I don't know, it was such a great experience. And we kept telling them, Oh, I wish they could do this at Walt Disney world. And they told us that they've met so many photo pass people who come over to California and say the same thing. And that the difference is at Walt Disney world, it's really line oriented you have to stay in your spot you can't walk around there's just not that many photo pass people but here there's like three people per area and it's amazing yeah it just seems kind of like a common theme is that everything in walt disney world and it's probably due to just the crowds and and the nature of the beast but it just seems like everything is more structured and kind of scheduled whereas it's a little more improv available in disneyland 
I completely agree. And that's how I felt through the whole thing. It was cool at Disneyland because people had the creative, um, you know, they could be creative. They could do what they wanted to. And it turned out great because they know every day they're there taking cool pictures of people or telling you which way to go. And they knew the exact routes to get everywhere. And it's also just because it's smaller. I mean, if you go to Magic Kingdom and you're talking to one cast member, you have to realize there's so many cast members and so many people and they're responsible for so much. It's just, you know, it's just a different experience. But I really liked it. I still love Walt Disney World. It was my original park. But Disneyland was a lot, even better than I expected. You know, I'd heard a lot about how small it was. But in reality, I mean, it was it was pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. fun. That's awesome. So those first couple of days in California Adventure, did you eat at any notable restaurants, Lamplight Lounge or anything like that? Yeah. So we ate at Lamplight Lounge. We had lobster nachos and they were amazing. I personally like crab more than lobster, which we'll get some feedback. But <laughs> I like loved the lobster nachos. They were great. I also tried a chicken sandwich there, though, and it was really, really bad. So mm. I was really kind of skeptical after that. But they had amazing lobster nachos. I saw recently you could do a surf and turf hack where you can put steak and lobster on them. So probably do that. It's probably amazing. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And uh, what else did they have? Oh, this incredible drink. Um, it was this really cool blue. I think it was called Ocean something. Um, it was this light blue frozen drink. And it was delicious. We also tried the adorable snowman and they, the little frosted treats there. And they had the snow-capped lemon that was incredible. Everyone says that the parfait is not as good as the snow-capped. And I agree. I personally loved the white chocolate snow-capped lemon ice cream or uh, Dole Whip. It was delicious. And... Where else did we eat? We had the temperamental taste shifting corn dog, which was really interesting. It was like part pepper jack cheese with a spicy Cajun chicken sausage and then a hot link sausage. And so my mom loves corn dogs. I am not one for corn dogs. She would like die for some Casey's every day, but but uh, I I'm not the biggest fan. And she liked this corn dog. She thought it was really good. So, um. But yeah, we we really tried to do some of the restaurants there that were notable, like Lamplight and Carthay Circle, which was amazing. Uh, we did some of the dinner packages. And so I never really recommend them for Walt Disney World because they're not really worth the price, to, in my opinion. But I also go there all the time. So when we went to Disneyland, I'm sure some people would tell you that maybe the frozen dinner package isn't worth it. But we thought it was so worth it. We did Carthay Circle and then the Frozen Show. And so you got early seating for the Frozen Show and their show there is an hour long. Uh, it's very, it's kind of similar to the Broadway version, but they do tons of songs. Uh, they've got incredible actors and actresses in it that are just fantastic. And I was so glad that we did it, both of us. When we heard the show was an hour long, we were kind of skeptical, like, oh, it's going to take a whole hour out of our vacation. But it was a great chance to sit down in some cool air and very, very fun. And the Carthay Circle meal was an incredible deal for both of us to get to eat all the foods we wanted to try at Carthay Circle and try some drinks and then go to the Frozen Package. So that was fun. So I'm not as familiar with the Frozen Show in California Adventure. So... Uh, 
it's not, I guess, the same as the one that's in Hollywood Studios. No, yeah. So um, that's a really good point. So it's really different. The one at Hollywood Studios was, is probably like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably like 30 minutes long. It's a sing-along. It's like a funny show. They've got uh, the f- comedians in there, and it's really great. And I love the one at Hollywood Studios. This one is more of a Broadway. Like, they put on songs and they take you through the entire story of Frozen so it starts with it feels like you're watching the entire movie because it's an hour long but it's it's pretty great and they come out into the crowd I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of the Lion King Broadway show on or off Broadway but they come down into the crowd with their outfits on and costumes and that's like how this one was we had Hans run up next to us and we're all like oh my gosh but uh, <laughs> it was great. I've got some great videos of me yelling and how great all these actors and actresses were. It was just really cool. Because they're out in California. They all actually want to be stars. So they're incredible. <laughs> it's great. They sang Let It Go. When Elsa sang Let It Go, everybody had goosebumps. Everyone was like looking around like, oh, my gosh, that was incredible. So it was well, great. Yeah, we'll have to make sure we don't miss that. So yeah, I think maybe one of the only things that we haven't touched on in California Adventure is Cars Land. So I know <gasps> you posted so many yes. pictures in there. Kind of what were your initial thoughts and, you know, everything that went along with that? Yes. So Cars Land was my favorite. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't even touched on it yet, but... Cars Land was my absolute favorite. We didn't even go to it really. Like we went on Radiator Springs one of the first day we were there and it was great. I loved it. It's just like Test Track except a million times better because it is all cars themed. Um, But it's very similar. You're racing cars and things. It's just great. Everybody has to ride Radiator Springs racers. It is the best ride I felt at Disneyland California Adventure. Uh, But... Aside from that, whenever we went and it was decorated in Halloween time themed, it was even more amazing. It's magical. Go at nighttime. It's all lit up. You can see Mater dressed as a vampire, which is like the love of my life, and Lightning McQueen. And it was just so cool to see all the cars dressed up and all the merchandise Everything at Cars Land was my favorite part of California Adventure. Like, A Bug's Land was amazing. I know my mom loved it. Both of us had the best time there. But Cars Land was just incredible. Great theming, great rides. And we also went there after we, we rode the swinging gondolas at Pixar Pier, mm-hmm. <laughs> which were terrifying. <laughs> but I'm so glad we did it. Uh, my mom the whole time didn't want to go on them, and I told her we had to go on the swinging ones. Fun fact, they have no seatbelts, and they are just straight terrifying, but they're fun. <laughs> Everyone should do it once. <laughs> I remember seeing your Instagram story with that, and I was like, I love thrill rides, but I that seems terrifying. So I'm It was sure so about- scary, and if you sit on the side... Like when you're looking at the cart and you're getting into it, if you sit on the right side, you're going to swing the most. And I had no idea. And I sat there. Nobody tells you this. But when you start to swing, that's the side that goes up first. So you're going to go all the way up. And then the next one's a little lower. But I mean, it was crazy. That's, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I know Catherine, my wife, is not a big fan of Ferris wheels already. Yeah. So she probably will not go for the swinging. But 
we'll have to see. I guess we'll maybe get into the moment and be able to convince her. But exactly, I, I gotta say it was scary, but maybe maybe once. And it you know total spoiler alert here. Turn it down if you don't want to hear this. But it goes around twice, and I had no idea. <laughs> so we end up at the bottom, and my mom and I are like, we made it. We made it around the first time. And then it went again, and I just start screaming, like, ah, get me off. Oh, no. it was funny. It was just hilarious. It's a story we'll have forever, and it was fun. <laughs> so I know that you ate a lot of the Pixar uh, Fest snacks and Lane Flight Lounge and everything like that, but did you eat anything in Cars Land, either at Flo's or at Cozy Con Motel, that was notable? I did. So I ate everywhere. <laughs> um, I had a lot of food this trip and every trip to Disney, but we ate at the flows. What do we have? One of the cones. I think it was like the pop cone. And I had the garlic Parmesan flavored popcorn and it was so delicious. It was super salty, but I was hyped for that. And so I love salty snacks. I'm not the biggest sweet snack person, so every time Walt Disney World comes out with all these milkshakes, I'm excited, but it's never like, oh, I really have to try it. But these flavored popcorns were amazing, and they've got sriracha, they have the garlic parmesan, they have your normal white cheddar. I really wanted to go out and try a flavor that I couldn't normally get, or so I thought, and so I found the garlic parmesan, and everyone said it was incredible, so we did that one. I also tried their hot mac and cheese. Um, that wasn't what it was called, but it was something like that. Um, it was in a black cone, and it's for Halloween. And it was really good. It was really spicy. I love spicy, but it was definitely more of like a hot buffalo spice. But it was good. Perfect. So we probably went off the rails on our day-by-day plan. But I think <laughs> it's maybe easier to just like jump around the parks and talk about notable things. So yeah. is there anything else in California Adventure that's maybe worth mentioning before we hop over to Disneyland? Yeah, so everyone should try the Lamplight Lounge donuts. They are so good. We were already really full, but I knew we had to try them and they were delicious. Also, the name of that drink that I had is called Open Ocean with a Splash. It was $13.75, but it was amazing. It was a frozen cocktail with uh, different rums and different drinks, but it was really sweet. And I'm personally allergic to pineapple, even though I still sometimes eat the Dole Whip. I, it's really bad. I get a reaction, but I love Dole Whip. But this drink didn't have any pineapple in it, and it was still really fruity and felt like you were at an island. It was just delicious. So that was one of their most popular drinks whenever I asked what was the best. So I had that one, and it was delicious. But um, that's mostly it for the snacks and things. I love how the characters at California Adventure and Disneyland both dress up in outfits for different things. So you could find Skeleton Goofy. You could also find Ghost Goofy. You could find Devil Donald. Um, There's also more versions of Donald. Like Each character has different Halloween costumes they could be wearing, or they could even be wearing normal costumes. So I thought that was really neat to see. I didn't expect that going in. So when I saw Skeleton um, Goofy, I freaked out. It was so cool. I was with Under Tessie, and it was just so much fun to go with somebody who was so excited about fall and take tons of pictures too. So 
That's about it for California Adventure, though. There's one more, and I can't believe I wrote it down that I had to specifically ask about it, and I, and I skipped over it until now, and I almost forgot about it. But did you get to ride Mission Breakout? Yes. Okay. So I I did get to ride that. Um, I rode it during the day and at night. It was okay. really cool with the Halloween theming. It was like scary but great. Um, I love the theming of it, and the overlay is just incredible. I love our Tower of Terror, but I really wouldn't mind if they put Guardians of the Galaxy over it. And that's crazy for me because I'm the number one person who hates change. <laughs> Anything that changes at the Disney parks, I am so against it. But I love the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It was great. It's fantastic theming, fantastic all the way through. They really make you feel like there's monsters everywhere. It's really cool. And this is just a personal question that I'm going that using for my own advantage. So was it harder to get a max pass for Radiator Springs Racers or for Mission Breakout? So if you want to get on um, Mission Breakout, the after dark, then you have to make your fast pass after 5 p.m. on that day. I found a hack to that, though. Everyone was waiting until 5. As long as your fast pass, as long as the time was after 5 p.m., then you would be able to ride it. So we looked at, uh, man, I don't even know what time it was. It might have been like 1.30 or 2 o'clock that day, and they were just releasing fast passes for after 5 p.m. for that night, and we got them. Um, that one was really easy to get fast passes for. I think Radiator Springs was harder, but we were still able to get them. The only one that we never got a fast pass for was in Cruddy Coaster. And we got there early one morning and waited five minutes to ride it. It does break down pretty frequently. While we were there, it broke down multiple times. So if you get the chance to ride in Cruddy Coaster, try and do it early before it can break down. Um, but basically, for fast pass wise, what you could do is make Radiator Springs in the morning, and then by the afternoon time, you'll still be able to make a mission breakout for that night. Yeah, that's good. I, and I think that's something that has changed recently. That maybe those people who are waiting till five, I think in years past, or at least last year when they did it, you did have to do that. And I and I read recently that they changed that. And like you said, if you, as long as the time is after five p.m., yeah. then it's going to be for. Yeah, which is hard because you don't know, uh, you know, you don't know what time the fast passes are available. So you just have to keep looking. Uh, but, you know, when you're in line waiting on a ride, you can look and pull up what times are available. And then if it's getting closer, keep looking and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, it was really, really fun to ride those rides. We also saw the Paint the Night Parade, which I forgot to mention. And that was incredible. I love parades. I loved Paint the Night. It was such a fun song. It was such a fun parade. It was pretty interactive. You couldn't go on, you know, like the shake it, move it, play parade. It wasn't like that. But even seeing it, just all the actors and actresses waving their colorful lights around was just really beautiful. It was great. We stood near Carthay Circle, too. So we got a really good view of them as they turned the corner. It was pretty neat. Good deal. Yeah, and uh, I'm a little disappointed that World of Color is still going to be under refurb when we're there, and I'm sure um, you experienced the same thing, but I guess it's just all yeah. the reason to go back. Yeah, and that's what we said, too, because we were so excited for World of Color. Uh, we did do Fantasmic instead, and it was good, but 
I, it's just different. So Fantasmic in California, they don't have actual seating for it, really. You just sit around the water area kind of near Thunder Mountain. Uh, it's right outside of Haunted Mansion where you can sit and stand and watch it. But we did do a Fantasmic package and we were able to get upfront seating for that. So I really think if you're interested in seeing any of the shows and having really good seats, then doing the dinner package is worth it. We would eat snacks throughout the day and like all sorts of different foods. And then at night we'd have like a real meal and sit down and then go to a show and it was pretty perfect. But um but yeah, I, I definitely think that World of Color is something I'm going to have to go back and see because it sounds incredible. Um, I'm not too mad that I'd have to go back, though. <laughs> it was great. That's going to do it for part one of our Disneyland Resort Trip Report with Ashley from Disney Tricks. Tune in next Tuesday for part two where we hop on over to Disneyland and hear about her experiences over there. We have much more great conversation to go. So look out this Thursday and next Monday we'll be back to a normal interview um, episode. And then next Tuesday was where you can find part two. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit our website at DetourToNeverland.com to catch up on the blog. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast. Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. Have a great day.